Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brent. I am the, uh, I was the leader on the trip, I guess you could say. I am an elder here at Point Way Church as well. And so it's my honor to really just get in front of you this morning and introduce uh, some of the team as they come up as pairs and as individuals, maybe. No, they're all pairs. They're all paired up this morning. And they're going to talk about the trip and what, they were, what we were able to do as a team and what we were able to accomplish uh, with the power of the Spirit in us. So real quick, I just want to remind everyone, if you don't remember what Envision is, this is right off their website. Envision is a ministry of the CMA. Envision identifies and develops missional leaders who innovate, establish, and strengthen communities of key of faith in key urban environments. We do this through short-term trips, internships, leadership development, and ministry opportunities in the Alliance family. So that's really what they're about. We, this is not gonna work. So, I'm gonna switch to this one. Sorry, sorry Brandon. So, <clears throat> we were down in the Twin Cities uh, right in St. Paul and Minneapolis in the middle of August. Um, we were able to come alongside a couple of people that run the Envision site down there, Rick and Kirsten Wallace. And, sorry. <clears throat> so how do we prepare for the trip? Well, we did a lot of praying, right? We met, we started meeting about three months before the trip, and we just were praying about it, like what we were going to do, how we were going to approach this trip, what God had for us. We had no idea what exactly we were going to do. We had really zero indication of what our days were going to look like. We just knew that whatever we were going to do, it was going to be led by God, right? We were just going to follow what he had for us. And so we did a lot of praying. Um, we, we had a devotional that we were doing before the trip. We had a devotional that we were doing during the trip. We had devotions that continued through after the trip as well, just to really prepare our hearts before the trip, um, during the trip, just really solidifying what we were doing through God's Word. And then after the trip, just that, because after the trip, there was a lot a lot to digest and to try to just comprehend what exactly we just did and what the experience that we just went through. And so it just helped us work through that. Um, <clears throat> planning and packing, there were some packing lists and I don't think anybody forgot anything. Um, so that's kind of how the, the pre-trip went. I keep waiting for Ike to do this and it's on me. So we, we arrived in St. Paul, right off of Snelling, if you know where that's at, Snelling and kind of where Thomas Avenue is, right in the, right in the heart of downtown there. And uh, we were there a little bit early. In the top left-hand corner is Sole Cafe, which is right on Snelling, and it's a Korean restaurant. We were able to go there and enjoy some of the Korean food beforehand, and there's some pictures down there. That is a picture of the Envision office. That's where Rick and his team work out of on the bottom, on the ground floor there. And we stayed in the top. Lake and I stayed in that bedroom on the top right. And 
Yeah, where is it? I don't know which one it is. So, anyways. And then Stephen Miriam stayed there as well. The other part of the team stayed with Rick and Kirsten in what? In, at their house, uh, which was just about 15 minutes away from there. So, yeah, that was uh, where we stayed. It was super close to where we were working, which I'm going to have uh, Don and Denise come up, and they're going to talk about their part. Um, so we had the opportunity to um, go to Central and um, Zion um, Ethiopian Church um, on Sunday morning, um, and to be in there and... Um, Hear them worship in their own native tongue was really interesting, and you could just feel the spirit of the Lord there, so you just kind of joined in, even though you didn't understand it all. Um, and then after that, we, um, some of us went downstairs and led um, the kids in, in worship um, down, you know, in the lower level. And then we, they had us go into the Sunday school rooms. And um, different ones went to different age groups. The, the group that I went in were the four and five year olds, which I love that age anyway. But um, I was in there, I was the only one that was in, from our group that was in there. And um, these, they, they were mostly little boys, which I thought was interesting because most of our little ones are girls. Um, but they were talking all the time. And um, it was just really fun. And, um, and just to see, they were so excited to talk about David and Goliath and, and sing songs. And one of the little boys wanted to sing one of the songs that we had sang during worship. He already knew it. And I just, I thank the Lord for that because it kind of gave me, it made me feel more at ease. And because, and, um, you know, you're a little nervous going into a, into a, a different culture. Um, but the Lord just really opened our eyes to see a lot of need there, and um, it was just a, a real blessing to be there. Hi, I'm Denise, and um, my experience was to go upstairs to the third floor, and I've always worked with teenagers, so I always had a connection with them, so somehow... I ended up there, and such a blessing because the topic they were on, the teacher that does run the class was talking about school, you know, because school's coming up, and, and the teenagers are struggling with the stuff that we see here in Brainerd also, the drugs, alcohol, and fornication, and all those things. And how are they going to get through it in this day and age? And, and if, if they have God in their heart, and, and, you know, are they praying? And some of them raised their hands and said, I struggle with that. Honestly, you know, it's, it's difficult. One way tells me I want to do it, and the other's pulling me this way that I want to do the bad. You know, it seems to be stronger than the good. So we had, as a team, were able to discuss, the teacher turned it on us and asked 
asked if we had anything to share. And, and of course, I did because I had that background, um, living a double life, you know. And I was talking to these teenagers saying that it's so easy to pull away and do what's wrong. But when we really pray to God, he will help us through this hardship. And I said, if you teenagers today that are sitting here with me can grasp this now at your age, you can have a whole life ahead of you with God and your future will be blessed. I said, because of my past, I said, and of course I get emotional, I've lost a daughter due to those decisions I've made. And it's what we do, and it, and it affects us. Whatever we do at, at a teenager's age can affect the rest of your life if you don't find God and rely on him. You guys can save yourself from that fail. And I said, I do pray that one day she'll come back into my life, but because of my choices, I've lost that. And we reap what we sow. But God has shown me that through our actions and through prayer, that someday it may happen, I can have her back in my life. But I haven't lost that hope. And so I was just hoping that these teenagers, that one of them was saved that day by saying, I'm just going to pray and have a relationship with God and to save them from a lot of heartache. And then, too, another thing that, that me um, came out of this, I used to have a blurred vision on culture, because why are they coming here in America? You know, they're taking all of our jobs, they're paying for this, we're doing this. Well, my eyes seen a whole different point to this all. And to see that God is with all of us, no matter we're black, white, whatever culture we are. We're all of his children, and we're here to help. And Salt showed me that by what they're going to bring up and discuss that with you so you have a better understanding. But my, my whole vision was changed in my thoughts and that God is blessing those people by bringing them here and showing them that they are loved children. And then you can go on and speak some more. Um, then we, we went for lunch at this Fasika Ethiopian restaurant, which was really, really interesting. Um, and the, so we got these platters with different kinds of food, and you tear off the bread, and then you just pick it up and eat it. So it was really interesting, and um, we, we got kind of um, bold and tried a lot of new things, which was um, a lot of fun, too. So, All right. Who's next? Hi, I'm Ashley, and this is Lake. So we were a big part of some park ministry down in the Twin Cities, which 
Park ministry is basically just going out in your community and sharing love and showing God's hand. And so one way that we did that was just playing soccer, which was really awesome, and some two-hand football. Who knew? But <laughs> a good tackle every once in a while. Two-hand. Really show the love of God there. <laughs> yeah, but it was really cool because a lot of kids that we don't really get to talk to because we're scared of each other. Like, our parents influence us in ways and not saying that our parents influence us in a bad way nowadays or anything like that. But just to be like conscious about other people and cautious. But it was really cool to just relate to them and talk about some common things because we are common and we all do have like a love for God. So it was really cool. And Lake got to talk to a couple guys around his age. I'll let him tell that story. Uh, yeah, we had a really cool experience. Um, and, you know, they're from a different culture, and even if you don't think about it subconsciously, you have things against other cultures because they're different. And doing our park ministry, we were really able to come together in a really good way. And um, I was talking to some kids that were around my age. We were playing sports with them, and... I still have their contact information, and we're friends now. And I just think that's really cool because we're so different, but also so a lot, have a lot of similarities at the same time. And even though we might be separate in our everyday life, we can come together through God. And we can, we really tried to show them God's love more than anything else, just love on them and have a good time with them. Yeah, and it was also really cool too to talk with them about how they are American, but their parents aren't from America. So they are struggling with their identity, and even though we have a lot of the same struggles, like how intergenerational there's problem, like there's differences and culturally there's differences and just trying to find out who you are at our age is really difficult and find out what you like and so it was cool to connect with them and kind of help each other like point out certain characteristics about them like oh I just met you but I can already tell like you're so kind and like you're so funny and all that stuff so it was really good to like kind of compliment each other and like kind of help us like guide each other even though we don't really know each other that well. So, yeah. So we also <laughs> went to a Somali mall, which was really cool because they have a bunch of different foods and shops, and it's really easy in that environment to talk with different people. Like, conversation is very easy to strike up, and once you start talking to them and you're friendly, you can start getting into deeper conversations and developing friendships and being more comfortable to share about God and how he affects you and that unconditional love. And so it was really cool. We had a lot of good conversations. And so one of the girls who uh, I got to talk to a lot, her name was Amal and she was 21. And she had talked to me a lot about her struggles and I got to talk to her about my struggles in my community. And it was really cool because we got into talking about gang violence where she's at 
and just a bunch of kind of sore subjects that not a lot of people talk about, like mental health too. And we, I don't know, we got to encourage each other and like remind each other that God has a plan for us and that we're gonna be there for each other. So, yeah. I'm gonna be different because I don't wanna knock over sound equipment. <laughs> Good morning, guys. My name is Heidi. I'm so proud of Ashley for, for sharing and the experience she did. That was so fun to go and do that with, um, with my daughter. So. Um, so what we did on Tuesday night um, is called SALT. It's um, Somali Adult Literacy Training. And this is something that Envision Twin Cities, um, it really is a good example of their mission statement. They, they're a nonprofit that comes alongside um, different um, events and um, opportunities, um, and they equip and assist churches in meeting the needs of refugees and immigrants. So um, again, that um, is basically a, a literacy. It's an adult literacy training that helps them um, with their English, and it helps them in their process to becoming citizens, to um, be getting jobs, to communicating with everyone in their communities. So, and my experience was pretty unique that night. We went to a apartment building, and the class is held in, an, in the apartment commons area. And um, there was a couple there, Nick and Mercy, that um, I think Linda mentioned last week she had actually run into later. And um, thank God that there was a really good report from us being there and helping. <laughs> so, um, so what we they, they brought in um, English books that were at a grade level, beginner level, and they helped um, residents from that apartment building with learning English. So when we arrived, um, we learned that sometimes, um, for whatever reason, residents in the building are moved around unexpectedly, and there are also some communication barriers with them um, getting to class. So Mercy pulled out her cell phone and she said, do you wanna come with me and help me find um, people to come? Because not, there weren't very many people that were showing up yet. So we started walking through the apartment building, knocking on doors. She would call ahead and say, I think that they were in this apartment building last time we had the class here. And as we're walking, she said, you know, like, for example, there's one student who is elderly, and she, would, she loves coming to classes. She's struggling with her English. She's trying to get better. Um, she's at a very, very much a beginner level. And... Um, she, she struggles, though, with coming to class and sitting there because she has severe leg pain when she gets up. And I've tried to help her even just get up from her chair to get back to her apartment by just, um, you know, applying some pressure or just really, you know, just trying to help her get up and move. So we're walking through the apartment building and um, knocking on doors, and, and Mercy said, I really believe in claiming the territory of God and encouraging these people. So when we didn't get an answer, we prayed. We, we laid hands on the doors and the walls, and we just prayed that these people would see us for what we were there for, and um, that they would see through this class that God loves them and is wanting to help them. And as we're walking, she said, what do you do for work? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm a certified massage therapist. That's what I do for work, full-time. And um, through that, 
you know, God has brought me through a lot to get to this point, and it is my profession, but as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian in my job, I try to connect with people, and a lot of times I pray over them as I'm working, and sometimes they're struggling so much that I get to ask them, can I pray for you today? It's not very often, but sometimes it happens, and it's very sweet when it happens, and I'm very careful with it, I have to say, being a profession. And um, don't be afraid that if you come to see me, I will just start by praying over you. That's <laughs> not the way we operate. <laughs> um, but um, as soon as I said that, her eyes lit up, and she said, we're going to go see Umbaro today, and we're going to see if she's in her apartment, because you need to meet her, and we're going to see if you can work on her today. And I said, okay. <laughs> um, and you have to understand, as a professional, there are certain things that you count on, like liability insurance. <laughs> and you count on your professional environment and your guidelines and your moral and ethical um, boundaries that you have. You set that up in your profession. And this is totally stepping outside of all of those safety guidelines and those safe boundaries and what the world tells you to do and tells you how to operate. And it's stepping outside of that and completely trusting in God's grace and his safety net. That was my heart reaction. I was a little bit scared. <laughs> so we, we go upstairs and we, and we knock on the apartment door and we, and, her and we hear the phone ringing down the hallway. And we finally connect with this woman. And um, she invites us in and she was so hospitable. She was so glad to see Mercy because she knew her. She knew her from, from English classes. And she made us sit down and she said, I would love to have you work on me through very garbled English, um, but you must sit down and have something to drink first because in her culture, that's correct. So Mercy helped her pouring some juice out for us. And she said, what are you doing? The glass is only half full. Fill it up. <laughs> so it's just an example of how, um, how overwhelming her generosity was to two of us she had never met before. And a lot of that was because of the relationship that she had built with Mercy. So I did get to work on her. It was such an honor. It was a little challenging because of the communication barrier and pray over her as I worked. And before we left, we were able to talk to her daughter on the phone and we were able to um, just understand a little bit about her and her culture, her family, um, where she's at in life. And we were able to pray for her. We asked her if we could pray for her before we left. And so it was just this whirlwind of very unexpected events and... Um, Mercy said later that it was very evident that God had set up that appointment in her, in her mind. And all I had to do was show up and say yes. And God had led me to that point because of what he's done in my life and what he has me doing. And afterwards, um, it reminded me of a Tuesday, March 13th in 2007, when I was helping a friend of mine lead worship at a Women's Aglow night in Alexandria, in my hometown. This was a Tuesday night. I did not want to be there. I had volunteered to help my friend, so I was doing that. We were leading a few songs, and then I was out of there. I was going to go home, and I was going to do whatever I had to do. Um, and I felt the bathroom fight in my heart. And I ran to the bathroom, I'm like, well, I'm just going to use the bathroom before I leave. 
And I just felt such a fight that I physically could not leave that place. And I went back into the room, and the speaker was up in front, and she said, where is that girl who was singing? She needs to get up here because I have a word from the Lord for her. And she had a, a friend who was ministering her with her that um, was anointed with um, a prophetic prayer. And she prayed over me, and thank goodness someone was listening and wrote it down. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be able to remember very much of it. But part of what she said was that she saw me in the future praying over people, and she said the lame would walk and, and hearts would be healed, and I was doing something like physical therapy. And of course, she probably didn't understand what that would mean for me, and I didn't understand what that would mean for me that five years later I would graduate with a degree in massage therapy and that 12 years later I would be at a class and that someone would call on me and that the Lord would say, I brought you here to touch this person's life. And it really changed my perspective on what God is doing. You know, when he prepares you and you think that you're just working and you're just doing your job and you're just paying your bills, um, you're really not. God made you the way you are. He gave you the gifts that he gave you professionally, personally, and he can use that and he wants to use that because he did with me. And it was a wonderful experience. And I have lots more I could share. If you have any questions, please come and talk to me. I'm going to hand it to the next person. That would be Miriam and Steve. They're going to come up and talk about ESL. Hello. See, um, 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 it's a, it's a, where they uh, they were teaching the the Bosnians to um, um, speak English. Was uh, they uh, um, they used it the bingo, and uh, with bingo, you know, you have your number. You have your 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 uh, you have your um, letter, and then you have your your number, and and they they would get the number, but then they they'd get the the letter later, you know, and they would put the two together, and then uh, and then from there, then uh, then they had a, a deal where uh, they uh, they would have situations have to where uh, brushing your teeth or. Um, something like that, and, and then and then they, they would have to come up with a with a whole sentence. You know, she is brushing her teeth, not brushing teeth. You know, I mean, and so so then uh, so then what they did from there was then then they were given a card with uh, with all these these um, um, situations, and then I would say what it was, and then they would would uh, would cover it up, and then and then. I would uh, wait until the whole card was was filled, you know. Um, and uh, the one that I had three men, and uh, um, I was talking to them um, later, and I asked the one, I said, "How long have you been in camp?" You know, uh, before you came, and he said, "20 years." He was in camp for 20 years before he he got out, and. Uh, um, the, yeah, I, uh, I, I really look at, at, at people differently now in, uh, in that, you know, they, they said that the 17 years, this is years ago, 17 years is of, of the, um, what, 
what they, they, they have to be in camps for. And then, and then less than 1% is chosen to come, to come out. So. Yeah, we're here to talk about the Bhutanese. Um, they are way different than the Somalis. They're very friendly. And this was at a, a church um, near Roseville. Is it Roseville? Yeah. Um, we each had like four ladies at our table. And the <laughs> I've never played bingo like that. <laughs> you know, they have a sheet with different pictures on it, and then you, then you hold it up and you tell them what, it's, what the picture is, because they don't know a word of English. And one of the things we, we tried to do was to uh, say their names. You know, they had to tell us what their names were, and then we had to try to pronounce their names. And it's a way of, of making them feel comfortable and making them feel welcome. And uh, yeah, it was really enjoyable there. Um, they were just so appreciative and so friendly to us. It was a little bit different than SALT. In SALT, you know, um, I didn't work with, uh, with the Somalis there. I, um, I worked with three other ladies, and I'm used to her, um, what they were. Because <laughs> they, they refused to come into the building because there were Somalis in there. So I went outside and I sat at a picnic table with them. I had three of them to myself and, and I noticed the animosity, you know, they were talking amongst themselves. Of course, I didn't understand what they were saying, but they were looking at the Somalis and they didn't, I don't know, maybe because of persecution, I have no idea. But uh, those ladies were very appreciative too. And I started talking to them uh, when I was done with the lessons. I asked them if they know Jesus, and the two of them said no. And uh, then I asked the third one, she was a little sitting down at the other end of the table, and I asked her, and she says, yes, I know Jesus, and I love him very much. And then the other ladies chimed in, they said, well, we do too. <laughs> and I says, well, where are you from? And and where do you go to church? And they said, well, we go to a Lutheran church. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so a lot. A lot to be a part of, a lot to consume and try to digest and make sense of, and just a ton of great stories that came from that, a ton of just watching the group work together, work alongside each other. Just, it was really awesome. It was super inspiring to see people come out of their shells um, and people that thought they were introverts. They're not introverts. <laughs> they, they, they did amazing functions that we were super awesome. And some of the other things that we got to do kind of in between some of those core functions that we were serving while we were there working with the Somali people, working with the Bhutanese people, participating with the Ethiopian church, we got to do some work projects. Um, there was a crew that basically cleaned out that shed in the background there. There was a bunch of old dishes and stuff. They're washing a bunch of dishes. Yep, thanks guys. And then... Uh, 
so they were cleaning that out because the Ethiopian Zion church that was in the other picture, they have this other, that was in St. Paul. This is in Minneapolis right here. And they have a, another church in Minneapolis that belongs to the CMA that they didn't know what to do with. And so really what Zion is trying to do is, is get into that community as well and outreach to that community. This is right down literally 200 yards from the park ministry that we were at. And so what they're trying to do is get into that community in Minneapolis to reach out to the Somali group because they feel, Envision feels that the, the Ethiopian community is really where that's going to be best, is to take the, um, the outreach from the Ethiopian community to the Somali community. Because they, well, they're li they came from right next to each other in Africa. And so there's some similarities there. So that's where that was. The, uh, the big dump <laughs> picture there is uh, Lake and I and Ashley were sent on a mission from God to get rid of a bunch of just old stuff that Rick wanted to get rid of. And so we got to go to the smelly dump and, and uh, do some of that. <clears throat> so what does that mean now? Where are we at now? Now that we've come back to Brainerd Baxter community, what are we going to do next? Well, as I shared last week, we really want to continue partnering with Envision. We feel that Envision is a great opportunity for Pointway to partner with and to continue to reach out to uh, the communities that they work with. Um, there's a super need. As people were sharing already, there's... A very, the Somali community is less than 1% reached, right? And so there's a huge opportunity there. Um, and we want to be a part of that. And that's what we're called to do. We feel that we have a great opportunity. You know, God is bringing people to us. We don't have to go to Africa to do this. We don't have to go outside of the U.S. to do this. I mean, we certainly could for the king. You don't have to. There's plenty of opportunity in our backyard to reach people for the kingdom. And so that's what we want to focus on. We want to partner with Envision. Uh, we want to work with people in our community. We want to work with you guys. We want you guys to be a part of this as well. And so there's going to be opportunity coming up. We're meeting as a missions team um, shortly to discuss some of those next steps. We're going to try to put a plan together that uh, God has his hand in. And so uh, please continue to pray for us, pray for what that looks like, um, and we'll see what happens. But Envision is going to be a, a huge part of that. And uh, so we'll see, we'll see where we go from there. So thank you. I think I could speak for all of us. Thank you for sending us. Uh, without your guys' support, both prayer and financially, um, it would have been tougher. And so we, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you're doing with missions in Pointway. And we would encourage you to get involved actively, too, if you want to be a part of a team that goes out. Um, you know, think about that, pray about that. And it's not going to be very long, and we're going to, I have a feeling that we're going to go back out. Maybe as soon as October. We'll see. Thank you guys very much.